everyone, and welcome to another segment of GFT, Geeks and Family Therapy. Um, I am your host, Kat LaForgia, with my gracious co-host. Hi! It's Leah. I'm here now, so what's up? Oh my god, Leah, you hide so high that you were distorted and I'm sorry. And yeah, you sounded like a... You sounded like a twelve-year-old <laughs> boy going into his puberty. Nuts descending. <laughs> I got this. So it's it's been a little bit, and we finally had an episode go up because we've had so much back and forth technical difficulties, mostly on my end, and that's what happens when you live in the mountains. West bubble. <laughs> so hopefully now. <laughs> So hopefully now we have this settled and we can record again on a regular basis and not sound like complete trash. Bel- uh, Leah's losing her mind. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I was watching movies before and I'm like, Bella. <laughs> no, I was not watching. Um, I don't know whatever character that was. That's Bella. That there was Twilight. Uh, but I was watching some. Oh, was that? Okay. So, but I was watching a Twilight movie called Dead Silence. I don't know what Twilight is. Oh, Twilight, yeah. With, with Dead Silence. With, uh, yeah. No, no, no. wasn't watching Twilight. I was watching Dead Silence. Oh, I thought you were talking about her reactions. <laughs> um, no, I was watching Dead Silence, which has a uh, manic... Those, uh, oh, so a movie I'll never watch. Okay. Yeah, th- those things are creepy as fuck. I'm scared of Toy Story, so I'm okay. I could watch Chucky. I still can't watch Toy Story. Nope. I've watched it once as a child, and I never watched it again. I can't do it. Okay. Don't well, you dare. Now know how to terrorize <laughs> <laughs> So, bad news first. I am not going to do a, p- a panel in uh, Geek Girl Con. For a little while, they lost my panel, and then they found it, and they said even though it was a very strong submission. Thank you for applying. I guess it wasn't for them. Uh, yeah, so they, they said no um, and tried to submit it again. But uh, I will probably try to submit it to New York Comic Con. I'm also submitting another program uh, panel to New York Comic Con, so there'll be two that I'll be submitting there. In the words of Aaliyah, if at first you don't succeed, dust yourself off and try again. You can dust it off and try again. Try again. Try again. Okay. Okay. This is why we don't sing. This are our, our, uh, yeah, we are Not- therapists and in the field of psychology and case managers yeah. because we cannot sing. Thank you, Leah, for proving that. <laughs> So today we wanted to talk about family of choice and family of origin, and I wanted to talk about this based on, I know it's, I'm really behind on this, but Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, we're, we were, we're totally behind on this only because we recorded this episode before, and it was just total and complete garbage, and so we scrapped it completely, and now we are recording again. Um, so this was supposed to be recorded oh at the beginning of the month and now we are almost at the end of the month but the good news is we watched wonder woman and it was awesome and our podcast about it was awesome so you'll be fine that's leah being very very optimistic (laughs) i don't who will i guess leah where do you want to start with guardians of how much i love baby Groot? because i love baby Groot. Okay, so if you didn't see Guardians of the Galaxy, well, tough spoilers. I liked the ending where it was sort of like adolescent group. And he has like a, he's going he's going through puberty and his voice is cracking and he's just like, 
really, really nasty and telling Peter This is great awesome. that... I'm not boring. You're I just love boring. the fact that Baby Groot is so angry. He's like everybody's worst four-year-old. He's like, he looked at me funny. You're like, but you're like two. Stop it. And then he grows up to be like super serene. Like adult Groot is like completely holy. Like, I am Groot. We are Groot. But little Groot's like, I am Groot. I am Groot. And you're just like, oh, he go fight the little thing. Oh, no. And then you saw him when he actually got, like, his hands on an adult. That was hysterical. Yeah. that Actually, I love that part <laughs> when he has the vine whip thing. Yes, I used a Pokemon move. Shut up. I'm just saying. <laughs> See, somebody, somebody throw a Pokeball and catch uh, Baby Groot. Because that, when that evolves, you are going oh to Oh, my like, God. Oh my god, Baby Groot is Sudowoodo and Bulbasaur's love child. Tell me that's not true. <laughs> you just thought about that? I was- they had a baby and it went into space. Yes, and it's Baby Groot. And yeah. again, he can take Snorlax. So, and he becomes the king of his... Uh, of I his accept client. it. He deserves it. After his, after his mom like did okay. a Sudowoodo, I would be deserving of like a kingdom too. <laughs> if you have no clue what we're talking about, please look up Pokemon and you will understand what we're talking about because the the imagery There's probably porn of it. Just just imagine a Sudowoodo and a Bulbasaur kind of do. Uh, I'm sorry. Do we say blue, uh, Bulbasaur? Oh no! Uh, it has to be I um Venusaur because if it's Bulbasaur, that's like pedophilia. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the worst part is if there's an internet, the internet rule is that if it exists, there is porn of it. Well, there's apparently porn of Sudabuto and Venusaur making baby group. Okay. We are very sorry for putting this in your head if you did not think about this prior to this episode. So anyway. <laughs> so as I was saying, um, <laughs> I honestly forgot what I was saying, but let's go on to the reason why we decided to do this this topic is based on the fact that you know i'm a family therapist and she she works in foster care as a case manager where all the children lie we we deal a lot yes we deal with a lot of children we deal with a lot of families and i think i get some of the best um i have the children relate to me best when they can tell me of a character that they feel they can relate to and why they feel they can relate to that character and when you're dealing with children who are adopted or in foster care you get a lot of that uh feeling of family of origin you know how where do i belong sort of things like that where when i'm dealing with children who live with their families and are have are having um (laughs) sort of battle royales with their family on a consistent basis i'm dealing a lot of family of uh, the child talking about their family of choice. Who are the people that they relate to the strongest? So if we go into Guardians of the Galaxy, this is a situation of family of choice. Why is it a situation of family of choice? Because Peter was because Peter was removed from his family when his mother his mother um, died of a brain tumor. So again, spoilers if you have not seen Guardians of the Galaxy one. He was kidnapped from Earth because his mother died and his biological father was looking for him and sent. And then Yandu kept him because he was small and fit into tiny spaces. Cough, cough. <laughs> All the better to steal with, my dear. Peter really doesn't know his, his 
family of origin. His, his is completely family of choice. Um, it started off with the yes. Reavers. So it started off with the Reavers. He was uh, he was forced into that family, but he was accepted. Um, and at some point, the Reavers started doing that. You're uh, Tiando. You're choosing Peter over us on a on a lot of situations, and they get upset, which starts happening more towards the specifically one guy who has that problem. Well, you know, there's that there's always that whole thing where when one person says it, it's they say it because there's more people behind them to back them up who kind of feel the same way or support them in some some sort of way because most people are chicken shit Punk. to go against a crowd yeah you know never underestimate the power of stupid people in groups this is true <laughs> so so when peter becomes an adult he makes another family of choice which becomes rocket uh groot drax gramora they're all his family of choice. They they fight together. They um, joke around together. They rob they people do together. together. They, <laughs> they save people also. We, we have to remember that's the reason why the name of the movie is Guardians of the Galaxy, not Thieves of the Galaxy. Or That's like what I do on like Monday when I have to go to work. But like Tuesday through Thursday, I'm bullshitting and I'm robbing people. That's that's. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> So on Monday, you're the And by Tuesday, I'm like, so... You know those batteries, though. (laughs) So why do people choose family? Why why do people choose other people for families? To become a family? You know, and this isn't a situation where we're talking about, like, oh, I'm choosing this person to marry and be my husband or wife or just be my, um, I don't know, boyfriend or girlfriend for the rest of my life just family of choice is this is a sort of a surrogate brother a surrogate uncle surrogate aunt whatever so why do why do they do you end up in a lot of these situations are a there's no other choice because everybody loves that saying Mm -hmm. takes a village so you need to make your own village and if you want to grow grow positively and although we all like to think that we are loners and we don't need anybody in our college days and our high school days, we figure out pretty quickly after that, that yes, you do need people in your life to help you grow as a human being. So when you don't have that option, i.e. Um, parents losing their rights to you or you not ha- or your parents losing their lives, then you have to find other people. In other cases, we have, like, seriously toxic parents. Those parents who are blame the child for everything and the child doesn't feel that they will be able to grow positively in this environment. So they have to choose someone who will be a positive uh, person in their life. Okay, so this is more of a, I need somebody else to relate to to help me, uh, Yes, I guess, grow as a person, right? Okay. Um, so I found this uh wonderful website and i totally forgot the name of the website that i read this off of i'm very very sorry <laughs> but uh they talked about uh writing tropes how they use family of choice for movies and tvs comic books and things like that and usually it's a situation just like leah said there's a death in the family or um they can't relate to the family members and they they collect other people who have similar situations with themselves so uh they're uh they become orphans oh actually you know what i got a good one for you spider-man spider-man still had his his uh aunt may but he kind of like 
isolated from her when he gained yeah. his powers. So the issue with that, the um story with that is that we end up in a situation where he, because his family was a mixture because he was really, he wanted a larger family, but he ends up isolated a lot of times because he mm-hmm. doesn't use his family of origin and he avoids making a family of choice. So while he says that he has a family of choice, but he kind of like bounces into other people's families. Like he shows up in the Avengers. I'm here, girl. Guys, do you like me? Will you be my friend? And then that kind of either falls off or something happens or he like becomes a solo act all over again. But but doesn't Daredevil try to be like his his best friend in the world so wouldn't they be like family of choice they're like mm. bow brothers we're not going <laughs> to spider-man in this in this topic i just wanted to bring him up um so okay so we have spider-man he has a family of origin but because he gains a power he separates from his family of origin and tries to create his family of choice so in guardians of the galaxy peter doesn't have that option to actually really know his family of origin he knows his mom he knows there was a grandfather um and all those other people by his by his mother's bedside but then he's removed from that and he creates a family of a choice with other people who share goals similar let's go with goals I, I guess and skills like him because he's a he's a revert so he's a thief which rocket is a thief because he's a revert also he's really good at battling gamora he's not that great of a fighter i don't know how him and dax <laughs> really drax really work out but they do um and i i think the best way to describe that is because Peter is such a smart ass. Everything goes straight over his and head. And Drax Drax isn't. And they kind of they they kind of clash in the beginning, but then Well, you also have to remember that they have a common origin and that's all that's often how um, these family of choices come they have a similar trauma or a similar event that brings them together so in their case in the movie version of their um, their case they were brought together because they were I believe arrested for trying arrested. to get the same thing at the same time and they all just ended up accidentally like bumping into each other and then fumbling and fighting which got them all caught so they all went to jail and when they're all in jail they all were basically outcasts because they were the new guys in town and so they basically stuck together until it was time to break out and they had by that point realized that they liked each other and so that when they were forced together they were basically able to decide whether or not that this would be their family of choice okay so then peter actually gets the option of meeting his family of origin a planet Enter ego. Dum dum dum. So <laughs> ego is horrible. I'm sorry. He is like every deadbeat dad you can possibly ever um think of is ego. He first off, when you're a child and you're thinking about the dad that you never met, you kind of idolize and come up with reasons. He was David Hasselhoff and he was fighting all the time in his special car, um, the Knight Rider. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so those are his, his beliefs. But now the other thing was that we had... um he goes through the whole okay you're my father and he starts idolizing the idea of this man as his father it's like hey oh my god i've never met you and you're like the best thing so now anything ego says to him he's gonna fly by because 
He likes the idea of having someone who's really supportive of him, who's his blood. Are you becoming a pharaoh? So he 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 wants to connect to Ego. He wants to be his son. He wants this man to be his father and to support him and to do everything that fathers and sons do together. So play ball, things like that. Ego is able to um, coerce, manipulate Peter because he knows Peter wants that. You're looking for a dad and I'm giving you what you want. Exactly. That's exactly what happens. And it's not until Peter hears Ego say, if it wasn't for the fact that I gave your mother that brain tumor. Yeah. He's like, I, I would have stayed on earth with her and just abandoned my goals for like world domination. So I had to give her a brain tumor. And Peter's just like, he was so enamored with the idea that he had a father that he was okay with the fact that his father just wanted to But the to funny part is his reaction was so immediate, which means Eagle's hold on him was not as immediate, as strong as he thought he had. Because if he was in a relationship, like if he was in a stronger relationship, we've seen, well, I've seen a lot of situations where the parents have done something horrible, either to the other parent or to a child, and the and other parties of the family still try to remain in contact. Like, he killed the wife, but kids want to still see daddy. Or, um, he, he molested the child, but the mom is still in a relationship with him. See, I think in this one, it's more of a situation where Peter loved his mother, and that was his whole entire world. And the fact that she had died, she had a, a brain tumor, really just, that fucked him up, like, big time. That was just the main thing mm-hmm. that really messed him up. And that's how he felt, that, that was his only real connection to earth and that was his only connection to any type of um idea of family so when he heard ego say yeah <laughs> i'm the reason why your mom died that snapped him out of it that was his like wait you took away because he wouldn't have gotten kidnapped i mean it, there's a lot going on there when he says you know <laughs> sorry i killed your mom not sorry <laughs> <laughs> my bad had to be done. So uh, now my favorite quote is Ego may be your dad. Uh, no, Ego may be your father, but he wasn't your daddy. And that's by Yandu. Followed by I'm Mary and Poppins, y'all. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is he cool? Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> Yandu was the father figure for Peter mm-hmm. when he was a child. So that goes back to that family of choice. You know, and that was both Yandu and Peter choosing each other. Not just Peter saying, oh, yeah, this is the guy I look up to as a father figure. But Yandu saying, I'm protecting this kid. I'm protecting him from his biological father who wants to kill him. I'm protecting him from the other Reavers who are like, uh, from the other Reavers who are like, yeah, just get rid of the kid. It doesn't matter. And he's protecting him from um, that whole group of Reavers who are just saying, yeah, um, you're (laughs) not supposed to kidnap kids. Sorry, not sorry. Which was such a spoiler like it was all of the foreshadowing like the first like I knew something was wrong as soon as they said that I was like kidnapping kids but Peter was a kid Uh, something went wrong see I didn't I I was just kind of wondering why they made this big deal if he had only kidnapped Peter I didn't know that there were many other children so it was it was a shock to me when we found out that Yando had been working for Ego for so long kidnapping all of his biological children who by the way bones are scattered throughout Ego he decorated his body he decorated his body with the bones of his enemies let's leave it let's call it like we sees it but those weren't his enemy those were his children the enemies of me are my enemies (laughs) if you're not me you're my enemy (laughs) 
Okay. Okay. I guess we can do that. All right. So let, let's let's skip off on that one. So we've got the family of origin set up from Guardians of the Galaxy. We've got Yandu as dad. We've got um Peter and Peter and Rocket as sort of like brothers. Drax would sort of be like a cousin. No, they're brothers. We kind of accepted. <laughs> No, because cousins, too, you, you can, like, disown a cousin, and you'll be like, I right, he's act stupid, I don't call him no more, that's all right. But, like, brothers, you're like, so, <laughs> you're an idiot, but you're my idiot. Don't let anybody else call you an idiot, uh, you're my idiot. Let's make this clear. It's like, are you gonna be unfriend me? Like, how can I unfriend you? You're my idiot, stop it. And that's basically Rocket's relationship <laughs> with just about everybody in the family. So, now, what's the relationship between Gamora and Peter? But touching? that one's kind of, I mean, if we're gonna say brother and sister, Sister. Yeah, that if we're saying that's uh, brother and sister, that's kind of incestuous there. Because days I think butt that's touching. More than that. Days. <laughs> I just saying days butt touching. No, but they're basically the mom and dad of the storyline. Like nobody, nobody in that group acts more like the mom and dad in that in that entire group. They they bicker like a married couple. They make decisions, and then Gamora comes in and goes in full mommy role and is like, "So my decision is the actual law." Like Peter yeah. as the male is like the face, so he's dad. But Gamora does the actual work and she makes mm-hmm. the real decisions and lets him do the talking, which sounds like a mom and dad relationship. Or a stereotypical mom and dad relationship. Okay, so uh, and then everybody of course, is raising a group. baby group. He's a group. He's a baby. He went. He literally. You know what? He got reincarnated in his own family because he went from the wise old grandpa back to <laughs> being the baby. And Drax is that older wise grandpa's baby. Wise what? I was like wise old baby. <laughs> now I see a baby with a beard in my head. So he's definitely he's wise, wise baby. baby. Okay. So then we have so so if we keep going with this family of origin thing, we're I mean not family of origin. I want to keep going with the family of choice. So if we're talking about family of choice, we Batman have to talk it was about awesome. Batman, right? Batman is so. But here's the thing. So Batman's family. Okay, Batman's family. We got Robins plural batman's had many robins yes we have batwoman batwing yes batgirl uh-huh nightwing red hood oracle so i'm just going like i'm just trying to go down the list of the ones that are like actively family alfred catwoman i think catwoman counts as like actively family right no i would never count catwoman as actively family huge she would be like the gamora and peter situation it's it's because okay so in family of origin and family of choice when you choose to get married even though you choose this person that officially becomes part of your family of origin as opposed to family of choice. so catwoman is now family of origin so catwoman is yeah so spoilers they're getting married weird, yeah so if we <laughs> so if we go through this i mean so batman is orphaned around age eight to ten uh raised by his butler alfred pennyworth um and just just to be a bitch alfred isn't introduced until i think detective comics number 16 oh my god why like that. Um, the disrespect and or actually no 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 i think it's even later than that he's introduced um, and because Batman and Robin, oh, Batman has already taken an award when the Rude. character of Alfred is created. Um, yeah. So sorry, but yeah. <laughs> 
So uh, now Batman, Bruce Wayne takes in these wards. Uh, and again, if we go back to the fa- the family of choice, he takes in kids who have similar upbringings or similar situations as himself. So he first starts off with Dick Grayson, um, which is introduced in Detective Comics number 38. This is another character who the fam- the parents were killed and Bruce Wayne not wanting um, Dick Grayson to be raised uh, to go through the same things he goes through, takes him in and makes him his ward. Um, so that's from like the, the 40s up until the 80s um, and then in the 80s Robin decides to become his own superhero and Even becomes Nightwing. Batman loves Dick. Then there's Jason... <laughs> Yes, yes, I did. You're welcome. So, uh, so then the second Robin, of course, is Jason Todd. Same things it happens. Um, and he starts in, um, so in also in the 80s, <laughs> he gets uh, Jason Todd. Jason Todd apparently was um, very unliked by many of the fans. Um, and then, so he's he debuts in Batman number three, uh, 357, by the way. Um, and then in 1988, he's killed by the Joker in A Death in the Family. Aww. But story time. Yeah, so they bring story him time. back to life. They, they bring him back to life yes which story do you want the me story to tell? of or are you telling how the story? how he died or why he died so those of you who don't know and aren't buffs or a addicted to batman as much as we are there was a poll that went out in the 80s as to whether or not they should kill it was basically a choose your own story to the masses and they american idled jason todd and unfortunately jason todd lost by like maybe a hundred or so votes and so they killed him off and then they realized later we found out a lot later that in actuality that most of the votes was actually from like one or two people who just like sent in a lot of votes so that's so yeah. fucked up jason nobody Todd likes jason kid, man <laughs> yeah he was a little asshole i heard so <laughs> So Jason Todd died by the Joker. And then at some point, uh, depending on the story, you hear Talia al Ghul uh, revises him in the Lazarus Pith that Raj al Ghul uses. They sort of have a little thing going on for a little bit. And then he comes back as the Red Hood. Uh, Another character is brought in as the next Robin. That's Tim Drake. And Tim Drake starts training to become the partner of Batman and then um so if I, I I'm sorry if I get this wrong so please people <laughs> you can tweet at me or hit us up on Facebook and correct me the way I remember it was that Tim Drake was his father was or was a thief or some type of robber um and he sort of caught him for Batman or caught him with Batman and that's how he becomes the Robin later on he becomes Red Robin there's another Robin that comes in and that's Stephanie Brown uh Stephanie Brown yes uh she's the fourth Robin I know and then she's only a Robin for a little bit and then she's just kind of killed off and and it's acted as if nobody ever knows. And she's the only Robin whose suit doesn't come stay up. Like she doesn't get her, her own suit in the back bat museum. Yeah. Well, again, it goes back to Stephanie Brown never should have existed. But they do kind of bring her back. And I wanna say they bring her back as 
oh my god was it Huntress did she do a stint or... as Black, Batgirl for a little bit she did a stint as Batgirl for a little bit you're right um and by the way Batgirl is normally portrayed by Barbara Gordon who um and she's created in like 1960 something 67 ish she becomes Batgirl so Batgirl and now so hmm. Alfred we know is sort of Bruce Wayne's father figure and then he takes in Dick Grayson who's sort of like that brother for him and then Jason Todd and Tim Drake are all supposedly he treats them like brothers and they think of him as a father figure and I think that's where they start kind of getting it it gets bad because he he does he treats them like little kid brothers until a new Robin comes along and he can't treat them like his can't treat him like his little brother because he is his biological son Damian Wayne son of Bruce Wayne and Talia Al Ghul rape is bad um when (laughs) when damian wayne is brought in um tim drake is back and he is in as the role of the red robin so damian wayne takes the role as robin and rob uh so this robin actually starts seeing nightwing as his older brother so again this goes back to this whole family of choice they all stick together because they have something they they have that sense of loss and connection and that's how they work together that's the reason why they work so well together it's because they have that loss and because of that they have Mm -hmm. familiarity (laughs) i know i can't say big words today i'm sorry i'm just so i'm just my question is why do creators choose a family of or like choose going with a family of choice versus a family of origin like what makes that a better story i guess the best way to describe it is just that these are people again they have so they have something common a lot of times in family of origins so and again we're gonna go so if we go through real life you have a family of origin you have your mother you have your father you have siblings and then you have your family of choice the people that you go to school with who become your best friends or people who you grew who grew up in your neighborhood with you um family of choice you have that um normally they say blood is thicker than water that's always been a famous saying family of choice proves that blood has nothing to do with it and love and basically love is what really matters there has hey, to be some type I of know, connection I want to know something fun that quote is actually really wrong and it got really mishandled over time and so here's what it actually supposed to be so blood is thicker than water is what people think it is but it's actually supposed to be blood of the covenant is, is thicker than the water of the womb so it's actually saying the truth of the quote is that your family of choice is stronger than your family of origin and for those people who didn't hear her because of the fact that her mic decided like cut out (laughs) the quote said that basically family of choice is stronger than family of origin because the the history is cool and people don't like it when when people talk about pagan things so it's actually like a really pagan quote and then people kind of cut it out and it changed the original meaning okay you know what we're not going to go into that whole thing about the pagan quote we're just going to talk about how yes so basically when you choose your friends when you choose your family it becomes a stronger bond than the family that you are born into yes you'll always have some type of connection to the family that you're born into but because you guys uh because you have chosen this family member you have um created that bond that bond is usually formed because of secrets because commonalities um and when it becomes a right when it's a writing trope it's usually because they have some type of supernatural petronatural secret so i use the word 
very preternatural, I know. <laughs> so, so yes, in Batman and Robin, they don't have a supernatural secret. The common, the common bond they have is that sense of loss. They're, they're technically all orphans who become his ward, but they do have some, some type of skill and fighting. Stephanie Brown, uh, Tim Drake, Jason Todd, they kind of were okay with uh, acrobatics, but not as great as Dick Grayson was. And this is Everybody what Dick Grayson is always like the best. Dick. <laughs> Damien Wayne is his is the family of origin and he has a hard time co- connecting with his father some of it is because of the whole thing that Bruce is like I had no clue I had a son but a lot of it is based on the fact that he, Damien Wayne is raised by Raja Ghul and Talia Ghul and their belief is like dude somebody pisses you off you kill them and Bruce is like we don't kill people no death although that's kind of hypocritical but we're just not gonna go into that <laughs> no that's that's a whole other episode so then if we go back to family of origin i guess my fav- my favorite one will be superman do, do, do. no i'm just gonna go do, 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 do. okay so superman is family of origin why is superman family of origin because first off he is sent from krypton to kansas lands in smallville and is adopted by um the kents so right off the bat that's family of origin they're not family of choice once there's that legal adoption He's raised by them. Kara L, uh, yeah, Kara uh, Kara L is his biological cousin. Yes, I think from his mother's no, side. Dad's side. Wait, I don't remember. Possibly from the dad's side. We don't. I, I don't know. I'm not really going into all of that right now. But Kara is his actual biological cousin. And when he brings, when she, he finds her, he puts her to a family so that they're still cousins. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's now bugging me because Jorel. It is a p- patriarchal country. Um, planet so that means that the, he she would be taking on the father's name so so and yeah. she's Kara okay, L so. although in Supergirl the TV show she more identifies with the mom and the mom sister yeah and yep and the mom the mom and his sister are, are the mom and her aunt are sister uh-oh. the mom our sister and her aunt go by go by the name go by the last name L also so is it a matriarchal society or is, society, are or they, is it... those two her mom mom and her aunt sisters to Jorel. So you're saying Jorel married his sister. This hurts my head. No. <laughs> no, no, no. We are not getting into this. You and I will search later and we will correct everything <laughs> that we've made a mistake on. Anyway, let's keep going. So Kara is his cousin. He brings her into a family that is still his cousins on Earth. He does have a family of choice when you kind of get into the Justice League, but he does like to isolate and this is because he doesn't deem himself a god. He doesn't say he's a god, but he's kind of paranoid that he'll break pretty much everybody except for he falls in love with Lois Lane. They do get married and at some point he loses his powers and impregnates her and then has John Kent who is named after his father and who is half Kryptonian, half half uh, human. I was going to say earthling, but then I sound very alien-esque. <laughs> so he's part human, half uh, Kryptonian. I keep wanting to say Transylvanian. What? I don't know. I am so, so tired. Uh, he sees, uh, and he goes, um, so he has the powers of Clark Kent, Superman. Not as much because again, he's part human. Oh, and totally forgot if we're going to include everybody, Connor L or Con L is a clone of Superman. So still family of origin. 
So these are the people that he relates to the most. These are the people that he opens up to the most. Um, and he does it because the similarities and the commonalities that he has with them is biological. True. He has a harder time. Like, he very much accepts Bruce. And there are times where he will even put Bruce on his same footing and say that they are... You would almost say that they would be like brothers. But Bruce <laughs> looks down on Bruce Superman because Bruce is a dick. But Clark looks down on Bruce also, and it's because of the fact that he's human. Not so much that he doesn't think he's a good fighter, nor that he's a good detective or anything like that, but because he's fragile Aww. and human. He's like a little snuckles. <laughs> so when, now again, when, when we go through this, let's look at Batman, let's look at Superman. Batman will go into these characters and he will force them out. He will tell them, you can't fight this battle. This is my battle. You can't do this. He protects them from being hurt because he does care about them. Um, Superman will tell people they can't participate in a battle with him. Not because, well, yes, because he's kind of concerned that they're going to get hurt, but this is more of a... Um, I'm in the pro leagues and you are still a level level three bronze yeah yeah so you're you're still in the minors so he does it very much because of the fact that he thinks God he's better than us, them. man he's supposed to be irrevocably good I, I hate and this. you're telling me that he's condescending how dare you and and i hate i hate to say it because i love uh, i love superman so much he's tattooed to my body but yes superman is condescending superman is a jerk superman I don't want to say that he thinks he's better than people, but he acts as if he's better than people because he's godlike. Dang. Which is the reason why I very much loved Kingdom Come when Superman and Wonder Woman got together. And destroyed a thousand people. Because, see, that that Superman and Wonder Woman getting together in the com in the New 52 is completely different than Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come, he was already hooking up with Lois Lane and then the Joker kills her. And Superman then gets together with Wonder Woman after he had isolated himself for so long. Whereas in the New 52, they get together because dude i'm not human and wonder woman dude <laughs> technically i'm not human we can destroy mountains and also like lois lane totally got a new guy literally when they have sex yeah so um i i i thought that really worked but so many people were like no it's supposed to be Superman okay and lois lane and god until he super kamehameha is into the next dimension and say oops like come on son i'm sorry but every time physic okay if we go through physics anytime Superman caught Lois Lane from a falling <laughs> building or a helicopter. She should have just been vivisected. <laughs> like, oopsies. Yeah, she should have just, like, collapsed through him. Because Logic. that's just physics. <laughs> so, what? why do we use family... Why would we use comic books in this situation to discuss family of origin and family of choice? Leah, why would you introduce these characters to a foster child? Well... First of all, they don't read. That's why I would introduce them because comic books are awesome and it's great for kids who do not read and half of my <laughs> kids hate reading. But, and it's also, that's also a family issue. But in a lot of those situations, and it brings me back to my question, why do creators choose these? Um, choose these? these, our kids can relate to them in different ways. So if I have a family who is, 
I have a teenager, for instance, who's about to be adopted. And he was, there was an option and his family of origin did want to adopt him back into the family. And he chose not to, and he chose to be with his foster family. And this was because he identified with them. And yes. So he chose them. And so in situations like that, he came from a very toxic background and he chose to be against staying with that situation. Um, That was one of his first adult decisions and that was completely fine with me. But you, in those situations, you find that he has to understand what the differences are with him being in a family of choice and him not fitting in with his family of origin. And so you end up in those situations where, like for instance, Static Shock, where he doesn't fit in with his family of origin. He's not, he's a superpowered teen with a super, with a super, like, not, um, superpowered family who are super against Metas because, um, their family, their mom passed as a result of it. So he ends up in that situation. He ends up making a family of choice by attaching himself to the Justice League and to Richie and to um, his girlfriend, depending on depending on the comics or the TV show she learns either early on or later in the series. But he makes a family of choice mm-hmm. because his family, he does not feel that his family would support him in the way that he thought he would need. Okay. Superhero static shot. Woo-woo! <laughs> I, you know, one of these days we're going to have to um, do this as a, a video because they have to see, see what I see when I, when I, uh, see when we open a Patreon, Patreons, we're going to do videos. <laughs> All right. All right. No, <laughs> but shout out to Craig. That's my friend. He looks exactly like Static Shock ever since the first day I've met him. I've sang that song to him. He knows the song by heart because of me. You're welcome. <laughs> So, um, I use these comics to talk with a lot of my children. Um, that sounds so weird. When I, a lot of my They're clients, your kids. um, when when they have to, I know when they have to make these decisions regarding their family of choice and their family of origins. So, I'm doing family therapy. I'm dealing a lot with the family of origin and how the children have made this decision that their um that their family of choice is more connected to them more powerful when it comes to helping them make decisions um and a lot of times what happens is that yes they've made a made a choice for a new family um and they have a good connection with some of them but some of them are bad choices or some of them are helping them make bad choices and it's putting a strain between the family of choice and the family of origin with this child. So we have to talk a lot about, you know, what's the importance of family of choice? What's the importance of family of origin? Sometimes family of choice, those members change as we see in Batman. Um, you know, for a long time, Dick Grayson was really resentful of Bruce Wayne and being a Robin. And so it took a little bit and... Y- it was that whole you don't take me seriously as a superhero and because <laughs> you're my little brother this is why you're a robin and not a batman and this is why dick grayson decided to become nightwing and not but that's interesting his because he's the only robin that like joker joker takes seriously and that's pretty ironic because exactly. he's the only joker 
he's the only Robin that the Joker couldn't traumatize. Oh my god. Let's not go Man. into the, to the Joker because of the fact that there's three of them or two of them? Three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's not go into the Joker because that's going to be a whole nother episode where we have to go and tear apart, four, tear four, apart the Joker. There's four different... Um, four different identities of the Joker. <laughs> so let's not talk about that. <laughs> you brought this up. I know. I know. Did you have to grab your boobs for that one? <laughs> um, so in one of the one of the stories that I like to talk about when I talk about family of origin and I talk about Superman with my clients is Ooh. Captain Plutonium. And that's the one I introduced yes. you to that you were kind of traumatized Yo, by. Why would you do this? Especially yes. because Why you work would in you foster do this? care, right? You hate me a little. So Captain Plutonium. No, I don't. Captain Captain Plutonium is sort of a, a version of Superman, but he doesn't land in Smallville. He doesn't get taken in by the Kents and instead gets bounced away bounced around from family foster family foster foster family and it to sucks foster family because all of them put um, in 10 day notices on him yes and he and as as proven in foster care it's proven in foster care that the more you get removed from a foster home the more likely it is that you'll get removed from a foster home so he uh he got bounced so often that it, it was just really bad for him and he ended up um he was a superhero who ended up becoming a, a really really bad superhero uh, and I think I want to get into, I, like, I'll probably want to do an episode where we compare Superman and Captain Plutonium. But it's really good to kind of dissect it with with clients and say, hey, this is what happens when your family of choice bounces too. They don't have that connection. They don't have somebody to really stay with. And their family of origin can be that sticking point, can be the um, can be what helps them become stronger but instead they decide to just i don't i don't know how to say it like they decide to to combat the two mm. i guess is the best way to put it so that origin and that the family of origin and the family of choice um instead of melding into one cohesive family becomes uh, a a battle between Facts. the two <laughs> it, it's something that's difficult but we we kind of try to in in family therapy i don't try to say you shouldn't have a family of choice. I try to say, how do we make the family of choice and the family and of honestly, origin cohesive? You can make your family of origin your family of choice. Yes. While we all are stuck with brothers and sisters, there are means to no longer be with said fa- family members. And But it becomes, after a certain point, it becomes your choice to stay with them. And part of that acceptance of being in that, of being with them and liking them is you making them your family of choice. Like, they're awkward, they're annoying, but I love them. My mom gets on my last <laughs> nerves, but I that's love usually, her. But that's, that's how that, it's supposed to work. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the best way to say it. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So this is, uh, I want to say this will be, uh, not that we're going to, I think we're just going to uh, put it there. We're going to close it there. Um, that's one of those topics that's going to flow. <laughs> that, that's where we should, we should end it. Yeah. Um, because we have so much that we want to talk about and there's just a lot to, to talk about. So Leah, where can people reach you? I can be reached at <laughs> LFB. LFB, like the buzzer, on most social media. So on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, I am LFB. 
It's some version of LFB. If you start typing that in, you will find me. And that is who I am and what I am. Or you can just go to our Facebook page, which is um, GFT.GeeksAndFamilyTherapy, and you can find us. (laughs) I don't know why she's crying. I, I honestly think that Leah lost her damn mind somewhere at while like, we were recording this. At I'm very, 49 very minutes sorry. it happened. Sorry, guys. Hey. <laughs> so you can reach Leah at, at LFB. And again, on Twitter, that's at LFBEEE. I told you, you'll find me. Hey. You can, you can find me at cat mft so that's cat k-a-t-m-f-t and of course you can find us both on twitter at geek fam therapy and on facebook you can find us at uh yeah geeks and family therapy. that's where we at word so uh you have a, you oh have yeah a Twitch too right i believe it's lfb too or it might be leah fay if it's not lfb it's leah fay hey i'm everywhere <laughs> I put that B on everything. I'm gonna I'm gonna apologize for You're not apologizing. I am not apologizing. (laughs) I am not sorry. We are family. You are my family of choice and you will deal with it. We will talk to everybody soon. We hope you like this recording. Um please if you did like this recording um say something on um iTunes or Google Play, you know, give us a rating because we need those. If you didn't like us, um, you can write something on Twitter and you can probably get a snarky re- er, snarky response from Leo Yay! or myself. Um, because it's as nice and sweet and funny as we try to be, we are also extremely sarcastic and mean. You can also find us at uh, on the Geek Therapy Network. There are tons of different podcasts. So if you liked us, you will love Geek Therapy, Jedi Council, um, Headshots. Psych Tech. There's six of them. Rolling for Change. That's the other one. I think I said all of them, but I probably but forgot wait, some. Wait, there's more. There's six of them now. Oh, and Geek Family. Uh, I'm sorry. No, not Geek Family Therapy. Geek Therapy Network does have a Patreon. So that will be. I will post links to all of this on our webpage. So I hope to hear from you guys soon. And again, our webpage, GFT at uh, GFT.GeekTherapyNetwork.com. This is us. Again, Goodbye, love you, all. Bye-bye.